This is the People's Scrum, my love. Audio edition. Recorded during the coronavirus lockdown when I was sitting in our back garden over a series of sunrises. Some grown-ups might like to listen to it. Beyond estimation. Many scrum teams these days are taught the estimation techniques described in Mike Cohen's Agile Estimation and Planning book. Namely, the estimating of product backlog items, also known as user stories, in relative size using story points, and the estimating of tasks in hours. I eschewed task estimates a few years ago, and more recently, perhaps over the past two to three years, I have found less and less need for story estimation. The practice is time-consuming, creates unnecessary overhead, and adds very little to a team's ability to make and meet commitments. On occasion, the practice has caused irritation and distress in both team members and customers who simply do not see any value in it. I'm in favour of teams and individuals experiencing short-term distress or even breakdown. This is often an important part of the learning process. But in the case of estimation, I don't find it to be worthwhile. There are better things to focus on, such as writing well-formed requests, requests that have clear value and conditions of acceptance. The dialogue around defining the conditions of acceptance tends to cause requests to become smaller. It is very hard to create and agree on a set of acceptance criteria for large or vague requests. If velocity is important, and I'm not convinced it is, then it can be figured through a count of completed requests. When requests are kept small, they tend to be much of the same size. If they are not, this may indicate a lack of clarity on two fronts, what the customer or product owner is asking for and what the team is committing to. Rather than slapping on a very large story point number or time estimate, I think it's better to spend a little more time, think a little differently, and refactor the request down into a set of smaller requests. I always recommend to teams that they take on between five and 10 stories per sprint. Somehow this seems to work out no matter the domain or the length of the sprint. Having smaller requests also aids the prioritization process as we learn what doesn't need to be done. I've come to believe that estimation using any number system, whether it be ideal hours or relative points, which ultimately map to time, is compliance to an outmoded system, a way of appeasing old school management who are unable or perhaps more accurately unwilling to think beyond data points and empty promises. There is still a mindset in the agile world as much as there ever was in the world of project management that teams can somehow commit to both time and scope. Estimation as it is commonly done perpetuates that myth or at best does not challenge it. The team is better served by committing on gut feel rather than on data points. We are a feeling people as much as we are a thinking people. Ironically, the former may be more important when working in the knowledge industry. At the end of each planning meeting, the team members should ask the question, do we honestly believe we can meet the commitment we just made? If the answer is not a resounding yes, then the team should reduce the commitment until it is. No, this does not result in teams under delivering. I have never once experienced that phenomenon. 
If your experience is different, perhaps you have other deeply rooted organizational dysfunction to deal with first. Moving away from the obsession with numbers allows us to begin to trust our instincts, to draw on our individual real-world experiences and our team intelligence, to give truthful responses to the when will it be done question. If you find your team is bound by estimation think, I challenge you to spend a few sprints not estimating, but spending the time instead to make the stories in your backlog smaller each having a clear value statement and reasonable conditions of acceptance. You may be surprised by what happens.